friends. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth Roots. This is a podcast for Fort Worthians who love our city and want stories from our community's creators. Do you love Fort Worth? Do you want to know what's happening in your own backyard? Then this podcast was made for you. You can find this podcast on all your favorite podcast players, uh, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, the Apple One, iTunes, or whatever that is. On social media, it's simply Fort Worth Roots on all of them, whether it's uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, We've even got a Twitter that I don't use very much, but uh, we're out there, Fort Worth Roots, and you can find us on YouTube. Uh, We do currently have a little bit of a backlog on the YouTube videos, but as I get time, I'm putting out the videos as well. They just take uh, much more time to put together than the audio. If you have some input for us, and I truly, sincerely mean this, if it's good, bad, you think of something that we could do to improve the show, um, or you think you might know somebody that would be an amazing guest on the Fort Worth Roots podcast, email me at media at fortworthroots.com. Shout out to our friends at Squad STX Boys Camping. You can find them at squadstx.com. Here's their mission statement. Squad STX is an overnight primitive camping, hiking, orienteering, and laser tag course for boys designed by the U.S. Army Infantry Officers as an alternative to Boy Scouts and traditional summer camp. We develop strong leadership skills through squad competitions, time-tested military training methodologies, and situational training exercises. Take the time, check it out. Your boys are going to love it. Again, that's squadstx.com. You know that we've been talking about this for a couple of months now. It's the River Oak Spring Fest Car Show happening Saturday, April 30th at the beautiful Camp Carter over in River Oaks. Address on that is 6200 Sand Springs Road, Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, they're going to have event shirts, stash plaques, goodie bags, uh, vendors and pop-up markets, games and events. There's going to be over 70 classic cars there, lots of vendors. The Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile is going to be there. And uh, a, a few of our guests will be there. One of them is uh, Mark Nobles, uh, author for really incredible stuff that you should check out. One of his books was We're for Smoke. Um, and the other one that we've highlighted on the show is Fort Worth's Rock and Roll Roots. Uh, Mark is going to be at the event, but he's going to be running around helping uh, Darren Houck, the, the the person that's put this whole thing together, uh, a guest that's been on our show, uh, Mayor Pro Tim of River Oaks, uh, and just a really great guy and a good friend of ours. Uh, he's going to be running around helping him out with the event. So I will have Mark's books at my little station April 30th, and uh, we'll just be there hanging out, talking to people, taking pictures, probably going to do some recordings. Stop on by for a little bit. This thing is running from, I believe, 10 to 4, and uh, you can come out, take advantage of uh, this free event, say hi to us, take a picture next to the banner, and uh, just, you don't have to make a whole day out of it, but just put it on your calendar and stop on by for, for a little bit just to see what's going on. It's 320 or 360 acres out there of just open space uh, tucked off in the middle of Fort Worth. It's kind of wild that something this size is there, and it's in an area where you might have never known it was there because it, it is tucked off like so you need to use that address to find the place but uh, again that's april 30th uh, that's on a saturday it's going to be great weather perfect opportunity to get the kids out of the house and uh, come see what's going on Quick shout out to our buddy Joe Guzman. He's uh, in the band Flow Stage, which I got to see perform, perform live at uh, Psychedelic Panther this weekend. Matthew Broyles had actually asked me to do an interview with Apuk the Destroyer, uh, a band that has operated through the internet for a decade. And they uh, finally came together uh, to do a live event this last Saturday at Mass for the Psychedelic Panther. They invited me out to do these recordings, so I coordinated with Joe Guzman, the man that put the whole thing together, uh, the first annual Psychedelic Panther event that was three days uh, long. 
And uh, from what I've heard, the turnout was absolutely wonderful. So thank you to everybody that got involved with that. And a special shout out to Ryan Higgs, the owner there at Mass. That gentleman uh, really hooked it up. I, I told him what we were kind of scheming between me and Matthew and Trista Morris and Joe Guzman, uh, trying to get out there and at least do a recording with Apuk the Destroyer. So, you know, this is the first time they've gotten together. It was kind of a big moment. And Paul flew in from uh, flew in from out of the country, and I'm, I'm blanking on which country that is, but uh, just, just it was a big deal. And there were people that came from all over the country to see these guys finally play live. So, uh, Anyway, the idea was to get me out there just to record with those guys, and after talking to Joe Guzman and Ryan Higgs, uh, it turned into a big production. They had me come out, put up a 10 by 10 pavilion out there, and I, I hung out with these dudes all day. I was there at 1 o'clock and uh, packed it up around 9.45, 10 o'clock, something like that. Um, but I got to hang out and interview a ton of musicians and people that were organizing this thing. So that was really awesome. And I, I was trying to decide how I'm going to put that episode out to you or if I was going to do one episode or multiple episodes. There is a loud-ass generator in the background. And I don't want to do a whole series with a loud-ass generator in the background. So <laughs> I think the, uh, the the thing to do here is to formulate a, a, just one episode highlighting Psychedelic Panther's first annual event and uh, preparing for preparing it for you like that. And I'm going to do my best to uh, uh, delete the, the noise of the generator in the background, but honestly, it was the best spot that they could have given me. It was uh, as far away from the stage as I could get and still be on the mass property, so... But it was incredible. You did miss a good one if you didn't go out to this one. But uh, Joe is already kind of uh, low-key scheming on next year's event. So if you missed it this year, just don't miss it next year. And you can you can believe we will be talking about it, uh, it to the point of nauseam once we start getting details about that event. Uh, just absolute murderers on stage. It was great. But again, thank you to everybody that was involved with that, everybody that came out and showed their support. And if you didn't make it, hey, no big deal, but you got to come next year and make up for missing this one, okay? A quick advisory statement. We do talk about some medical stuff expressed in this episode. If Doc says anything, you can trust it to be true. If I say it, if it comes out of my mouth, know that you're hearing it from an uneducated idiot just as an opinion. So take that for what it's worth. Nothing I say on this show has ever been fact-checked and is probably wrong. Our guest today goes by the alias Doc Rock in his band The Traumatics, uh, along with Baby Leg and Sonic Boom. This is a really cool deal that uh, has the stage presence of a band that's been around for decades, uh, but I believe they just got started uh, at the end of last year, but just incredible. And if you have the chance to catch these guys play live at uh, any of these uh, local venues, you've got to go check them out. And I'm not just saying that because he graced me with his presence here on the show. Uh, I did get a chance to go check them out for their April 2nd gig at Twilight, and it was a blast. So and be assured we will be talking about it here on Fort Worth Roots and on our Facebook page. If you guys haven't already checked out our Facebook page, that is the best way to see shows uh, that I become aware of with our guests that have been on the show before. Anytime one of the guests that have been on the Fort Worth Roots podcast has something and I become aware of it, I put it on our Fort Worth Roots uh, Facebook page. On Instagram, just look for Traumatics. It's T-R-O-U-M-A-T-I-C-S on Instagram. And then on Bandcamp, you can find them as Traumatics, T-R-O-U-M-A-T-I-C-S. And the full website for that's www.traumatics.bandcamp.com to find their music. They're very active on Instagram, so that's a great place to find them. 
The other side of this guest of ours today is he is an extremely accomplished and well-known hand surgeon. He's been Surgeon General of Texas, uh, public service videos with Derek Nowowski. Did I say that right? You know who I'm talking about. Uh, one of the manuscript reviewers for the Journal of Hand Surgery, and he's been quoted as a medical expert in the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, along with other national publications. Just a wildly interesting dude that is a surgeon by day and a rock star at night. All right, that's enough out of me. Thank y'all for being here for another episode on Fort Worth Roots. Please give it up for Doc Rock, Mr. Stephen Trome, and let's start the show. Yeah, I try to keep it kind of eclectic and uh, not box us into any kind of particular corner so that we can interview as many interesting people as possible. And uh, the traumatics popped up probably through one of the groups that I'm in or whatever, and I reached out to you, was it like November of uh, last year? Maybe. I um, just, I just it, may, know, it may not have been that long ago. Yeah, I just know that whenever Ken brought up your his brother and was talking about the traumatics i'm like that sounds real familiar i think i've talked to him yeah well yeah. He, you know when you re first reached out to me and uh you know I, I was thrilled i'm like hey someone's noticing our band yeah and then i asked my brother because he's fairly well connected in fort worth he's uh -huh. you know he's been around doing yeah. stuff with the whole turtle thing i'm like uh have you heard of this fort worth roots podcast and andrew turner and he's like yeah, I'm supposed to get together with him. That's hilarious, yeah. So uh, it, there's so much going on inside the Fort Worth DFW area, but it, it always surprises me, even with everything that's going on and all the different people that are creating stuff, that all the little dots start to connect after a while. They so. do, they do. Uh, the creative world has a lot of inter intersecting lines, yeah. uh, which make it interesting because you end up meeting a lot of people in, in, in different areas in different parts of the city and uh, it's fascinating to me. Yeah. It just kind of recently came to my attention that uh, I, I'm sure you're running into this too but with, with me doing the podcast I need to be getting out and, and going to these mixers and these get-togethers that different people are putting on like Here Fort Worth or uh, Visit Fort Worth these different organizations they put together little meet and greets or whatever but that's that's another great way to start connecting those dots and something i haven't been doing um but i think it's really important have you noticed that with with what you're doing getting out there and shaking hands and kissing babies yeah, well <laughs> yeah yeah it is it's a lot about the the networking and uh, i have been to um i started going to those here fort worth mixers okay you know, and they they're the first tuesday of the month and right. they're in different places uh -huh. and tom martin's the guy that's head of all that kind of uh oversees it and he's a great guy and uh the city of Fort Worth is unique in that they are proactive in supporting the arts. Yeah. And and with here Fort Worth, that's the music musical arm of that. And then even with the um Fort Worth Library with the Amplify eight one seven trying to promote you know, I'm not an Amplify eight one seven artist. I hope to be so, you know, soon. Oh yeah. But uh <clears throat> You will be. But well I hope so. <laughs> um uh you know, but that that's where you meet other artists that you can potentially book shows with. That's where you meet some of the club owners and the bookers mm -hmm. and uh so i've been fortunate to yeah to connect uh through that and even through my brother ken who we mentioned you know he's friends also with uh several of the prominent fort worth 
musicians and music yeah. scene people and i've been able to meet people through him and uh and that's how we've been able to book shows mm-hmm. and sort of you know get the attention of the fort worth music scene yeah well your your uh, media presence uh seems like you guys have been uh, rocking as a band for years you, you know you're already in the uh what, what not the paper uh there was an article i saw by one of the the look i've got it written down in my damn notes yeah, well, I, guess I should break those out. Yeah, the Fort Worth Weekly. You yeah. guys already are, are appearing in the Fort Worth Weekly, so that's true. That's true. They did an article on us. We've also we're also on the radio. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got uh, uh, we've only been around really since the current lineup since July of right. this past year, and uh, we've been able to play some shows. We've been invited back and have been playing some of the same venues again. So you know, to me, that says, well, I guess they don't suck. Yeah, <laughs> you know? no, if they're calling and, you back for and, sure, and, the, and they're letting us book at their at their venues again. And uh, KXT has now played three of our songs on their local show, and we have a Christmas song that got some rotation during the holiday season. Yeah, and KTCU has been playing like four or so of our songs. That's incredible. In the wrong, <laughs> you know, and that's all happened in the last you know four or five months, yeah. really. Well, um, it's a combination of you talking to the right people and having great content. You know, it's a reflection on your own character, I'm sure. Oh, thank you. Yeah, uh, I like my music, and of yeah. course, your your family will tell you it's good. But yeah. yeah, it's it's generating that fan base that doesn't know you to see if well, do they really like it? Yeah, and, and is it going to be embraced? And so, yeah, we've we've been able to make a little bit of a splash and hope to make a bigger splash here and ride the momentum here throughout 2022. Now, I've got your. Uh, uh, I don't know if that's your actual logo, but a graphic with uh, the, the, I guess you as a surgeon with your uh, specialized eyewear. Yeah, well, it's funny if you see, our, and, and that's um, that's on our t-shirts too, and it says the traumatics. And if you look at it, it's a head with um, it. It, it was originally supposed to be a trauma surgeon, right. the traumatics trauma surgeon going in, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's based loosely off of some of the stuff that I wear right. in surgery. And it's a, you got the surgery bouffant hat, and you got the the loops uh, with the little magnifiers on the glasses, and of course the surgical mask. And that logo was designed in 2019 before COVID. Yeah, and it was special because like, oh, it's a surgeon. Right. Well, then COVID hit. <laughs> everyone's wearing masks, and now it could be anybody at Walmart. Yeah. Well, I was. <laughs> to ask you about that too um because it it, it could come off t- to somebody that's not really looking at that like okay you've obviously got the uh the the hair guard on uh you're obviously wearing specialized uh eyewear and your logo it's a surgeon it's obviously a surgeon but if somebody just looked at it and they just saw that mask they're gonna oh my god that was this like a politically motivated band or something yeah right it could, it just, could turn into it's that the COVID now. people and <laughs> and when covid happened and everyone started wearing masks and i'm looking at our logo i'm like damn yeah yeah <laughs> that kind of undermines some of the s- symbology that we were shooting right for, well i'd, for the I'd whole keep with thing. it you know it's got staying power i don't know if the uh the idea of people running around in masks has is, is got the same staying power now. The CDC has basically come out and said they're they're not they're worthless. They're they're not effective. Yeah, you know, it, every week something different comes out. It's, and, yeah, it's and the bit, truth yeah. changes constantly, it's, right? It's dizzying. Yeah, um, I've I've never been in a. I don't remember a time where truth was so well camouflaged. You yeah. know. And we're not even sure what the real thing is, and everyone's got their side, and yeah. I don't know. We talked about this a couple of times over the last few episodes, but it, it seems like just throughout history, humans kind of follow the same trends, you know, it, and it looks different. Uh, I think, was it Mark Twain that said that history uh, doesn't repeat itself, but it certainly rhymes? 
um and and there's kind of examples of of people just following mass hysteria or just totally following a a pre-described narrative or whatever but uh this doesn't seem too far off from the way humans have acted uh throughout history the way we just kind of bit into this and everybody just followed this mob mentality or i don't know what i'm getting at but it uh i don't think it's it's going to stick around. I don't think this idea that people should cover their faces to exist in public spaces is going to... I mean, you can obviously go outside and see that you know, there's half as many people wearing masks as there were a month ago. And right. Now that we're worried... or Now that the media is focused on Ukraine and less on COVID, right. it doesn't seem to be clear and present in everybody's imagination right now with the, the, the just absolute fear of coronavirus. Well, you know, when it first came out, every, when Corona first came out, and it was deadlier, right. I guess, and uh, everyone was afraid of um, being an asymptomatic carrier and killing grandma. Right, right, hundred yeah, percent. And so we get, we got into that kind of a panic, and I think as the virus evolves and uh, mutates season to season, just like the flu virus, uh, you'll have periods where it's worse in periods where it's milder and i think we're in a in a trend where yeah people are testing positive for corona but they're not that sick yeah. i mean there's still some some that are in the hospital and people with other medical problems and certainly the elderly are, are, are at risk but as far as the general public i think it's uh not that bad of a disease as we sit here today yeah now, that's not to say a bad strain may not come out down the road um but as we sit here today, I don't know that um, we're any worse off than catching a cold or, or a bad cold yeah. or the flu. Generally, you're going to live. Yeah. Um, and that um, we shouldn't let it impact our economy and our lifestyle as much as I think we have us. in the past. Yeah. I think we can move beyond that for now anyway. Yeah. I think everybody's opinion kind of changed throughout the history of this uh, from the inception of it, you know, early 2020. Um people freaking out because we didn't know what was going on and then as we got more and more data and, and uh, personalized experiences you know we, we were able to form different opinions and uh, analyze the facts and the numbers and and then the back and forth with all of our political figureheads uh you know taking side steps and one step forward and two steps back on statements that they made so now i know in the very beginning uh i was definitely 100 percent more concerned than i was a year later Mm -hmm. you know um but i i don't think that uh the polarization or the political divide that people are feeling from their opinion with covid needs to be so uh written in in granite you know because it's everybody had a, a, an opinion of it in the beginning and i feel like that has shifted throughout the course of this except for some people that think we should all live in a bunker wearing four masks over our face and yeah. staying away from all human contact <clears throat> and order isolation your amazon <laughs> Right. Anyway, we don't have to get deep into that, but I I know that you, being in the medical field, a doctor yourself, uh, a specializing surgeon, you have probably a, a ton of great firsthand uh, experiences yourself. And I, I tell people all the time, your your individual experience with coronavirus is going to determine how you feel about it. You know? Yeah, I agree. Um, and yes, I am fortunate. You know, as as a physician. Um, and to those of your audience that don't know, I'm a hand surgeon, but uh, I'm active in this multi-specialty group that I'm part of, and uh, I'm on one of the committees that helps uh, 
we determine policy for our group, which is a 300 plus provider group offices all over DFW. Well, how are we going to deal with Corona in our patients and in the offices? Because right. the reality also is, is that the CDC makes different rules for healthcare providers sure. than they do for the general public. And, and uh, I was, I'm fortunate to serve on one of the committees that gets to see some of the data that's from the CDC, that's from the scientists. Because there's a lot of people yelling about this, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and, but then there's also the doctors and the medical people. And obviously, I'm biased because I'm one of them. But I think those are the people that you ought to listen to. Well, I think that's a pretty fair bias. And, and yeah. so um, a lot of the other more politically motivated people that don't necessarily have the medical background or access to the data... You know, I don't. I don't know that their opinions uh, are as valid. Sure, um, but I get to see some of the, you know, some of the data and how from other healthcare providers and infectious disease specialists, and we determine what our policies are going to be for our office. And we're always going to, we're always going to err on the side of conservative. Sure. But but that being said, um, you know, as we said before, uh, I think you're right in that uh, we're getting. I think it's less and less of a true threat and more and more of a political <laughs> It's here to stay, right? Like, this is something we'll deal with for the rest of our uh, existence as humans, probably, a new virus that's not going anywhere. That's true. That's true. Anyway, and what's funny is it's, it's got the front page for a while there. Yeah. And, and I remember driving down the road and I saw this big puddle of standing water and I'm thinking, <laughs> man, West Nile virus isn't getting the love that it used to get. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right? God. How it's terrifying still there. is that? Yeah. I mean, they, there's still tests for mosquitoes and everything. I think they do, but you don't hear about it. My fiance came down with West Nile about uh, maybe four years ago. It was so wild. She was having these weird like medical issues and uh she'd been to the doctor several times and they still couldn't figure it out and then uh she came home one day frustrated because her doctor couldn't help her and uh i said well you know some of this might be and i'm like oh probably not yeah it could be why don't you ask next time you're in there to have them give you a test for west nile i don't think it it, it couldn't be possibly no way right. but why don't we just knock that off the you had the list? hunch and so she did. She went, and I don't know. I'd listen to something on a podcast, or maybe I saw a commercial. Or <laughs> anyway, not not because I have any kind of education in it. Um, anyway, so she she did, and they did a screening for it. She came home, and she's like, "I have West Nile." I'm like, "No, you don't." <laughs> yeah, that's not even the news now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you can't have right. it if it's not in the news. <laughs> and you know, this is before coronavirus. Right? But anyway, sure as shit, she did. And uh, city of Fort Worth got notified, and they came and they sprayed our neighborhood. Isn't yeah, that crazy. So yeah, there's there's stuff out there. It's like. Uh, flu virus and all this stuff we could go on about this dumb shit forever but yeah it's it's funny how some things get the the front page for a while and whatever but never waste a good uh uh crisis i guess that's right so um but yeah diving into your uh stuff on social media and i i found a it was kind of like a short bio on on everything that that uh I can't remember who made the article, but they were talking about your professional side and, and everything that you've uh, accomplished, being board certified in surgery of the hand uh, by the American Board of Surgery. And then uh, through the Texas State Legislature, you're an honorary uh, Surgeon General of Texas? Yeah. Back, yeah back what does in, that mean? <laughs> I don't know exactly. <laughs> I must have done something that pleased somebody. Um, but, um, you know, back then... the. Uh, I guess it was the legislature, and then they had the uh, a governor pro tem. 
I, th- I think it was Jane Nelson, who's okay. a senator. She was governor of pro tem. And as part of that, um, they get to uh, bestow honorary titles. Mm-hmm. And somehow my name came up and I became huh. the honorary Surgeon General of Texas. Now, and this was a number of years ago. It's not super recent, but uh, they I remember I got this weird invitation to come to Austin for this dinner and I didn't know anything about it and I just kind of blew it off. And, and, and it's like, you're invited to come because I thought it was a fundraiser. Yeah. And, and trust me, it, when this happened, I had not, no, I didn't know any of the Texas legislature. Uh, I didn't contribute any money to anybody. Right. I was not vested in any way. And, um, but I took care of you know, I took care of a lot of people. Uh, I was active at the time in uh, the workers' comp thing, which I guess was a hot topic back then. And wait, kind of give us a time frame. What year is this? This was 2004, 2005, so a good 15 okay. years ago, 16 years ago. And, um, and I remember getting this letter that uh, um, to come to this dinner, and I thought it was a fundraiser or something like yeah. that. I'm not going to go do that. And so I kind of blew it off. And then a couple of weeks later, I get this big envelope, like an official thing from the, with a, with a certificate and a letter. and uh, That they were going to probably present to you at the event. Yeah, that they were going to present <laughs> it at the event. And I'm like, shh. <laughs> I can't believe I missed that. You well, know? that's somebody's fault for not, you know. You, you'd think yeah. you'd get a call or something Maybe. for something that important. Yeah. They just sent you something in the mail. How much junk mail do we sift through on a daily basis? All the time. And you get stuff in the mail all the time. Oh, you're invited to a dinner right. to, yeah. for this presentation yeah. kind of thing at you know, True Lux or you know, insert right. expensive restaurant here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you just glance at them, throw them in the trash. <laughs> Don't, you know, figure they're just selling something or they want your money or something. And um, uh this apparently was not that yeah yeah <laughs> and, and uh but it happened and it was cool and uh, you know the certificate and the letter that came with it are hanging in my office to this day yeah that's awesome and i haven't met a lot of other people that have had that so it was huh. kind of, it was kind of special and, and uh yeah i was sort of tickled about it that's awesome um so you mentioned work workman's comp i i would imagine that you in your specialty that would be uh pretty pretty important for that program because probably most of the workplace injuries involve the hand i would think a lot do a lot do and so um although most of my practice is not work comp um certainly when um when people are injured at work and their hands are obviously very important to things that they do and uh so so yeah getting those people taken care of and back to work uh is important um and uh you know over the years the way texas has set that up has changed uh to make it actually a little bit harder to take care of those patients just because of the paperwork and the is that maybe to avoid some of the potential fraud that might be involved with a process like that or a program um probably so yeah probably so um i'm not as in it today as i was 10 years ago uh so i'm not an expert in it but um yeah, the the way they uh, well the way they treated the providers as far as the paperwork required and, and oh, then of okay. course the the reimbursement that you got um, and sort of the hoops you had to jump through to take which is more hoops than you do for a typical patient. Yeah, uh, it became labor intensive, yeah. and so they, it was more expensive to take care of them. Yeah, and um, 
but it was they were trying to regulate because there was a lot of fraud and a lot of uh unnecessary i i guess uh people out of work and and disability and stuff that was going around and and there's always a little bit of that going on you know maybe even a lot depending on who you ask yeah uh where either people i I found that patients either had legitimate injuries and everyone said they wouldn't approve their treatment and they need to just get back to work and that was the fault of like the insurance adjusters or there were you know there are patients out there that get an injury and they you know try to get some extra time off or whatnot and whether that's medically indicated or not and and these conflicts arise out of that and so it's it's just a sometimes a tough tough population and not necessarily blaming the patients but it's just a tough population to take care of yeah well and that can make it difficult for uh, specialists like yourself or maybe even the practice that you're in mm-hmm. you might try to avoid stuff like that just to stay out of that whole uh, minefield of extra hoops that you have to jump through to, in order to uh, get the funding back or make mm-hmm. sure that everything's it just sounds like a huge headache so you might try to avoid that yeah it's it is certainly certain cases now i am all about you know if there's if there's a patient that's hurt and they are motivated to get better and get back I mean, we're going to get along great, and I love seeing seeing those patients. And if you know, if I'm dealing with a work comp adjuster that trusts my specialty and my expertise, and says we're not going to deny anything that you want to do, just get this patient back best that you can, yeah. then I love those adjusters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's hit or miss. Yeah, I'm sure it's a nasty game, insurance. Yes, uh, <laughs> it can be. What a unpopular stories inside that subject um so with uh with your profession and and uh working on all those tiny little tendons and bones i'm sure there's lots of information in there that the general public doesn't know concerning that is there anything kind of as a psa you'd like people to know our listeners need to know about their hands well (laughs) (laughs) it's funny because years ago i I appeared a couple of times on a radio show that as a physician Uh uh-huh not as a physician slash musician like today. Which is a very but, cool combo, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, and we'll get into the music stuff a little bit oh, yeah. here, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> but here's the thing. When people think hand surgery, one of the most common diseases they think of is carpal tunnel syndrome. Sure, yeah. And everybody that has hand pain will get labeled carpal tunnel, and that's mm. not the case. And I'm here to tell you that if you have pain in your hand or numbness or tingling, which is also the classic symptom of carpal tunnel syndrome, it's not always carpal tunnel syndrome. And so, uh, if you have those kind of symptoms, make sure you see a qualified specialist to figure it out for you and tell you what you really have. Because many times I see patients that tell me they've got carpal tunnel syndrome, and after I examine them and get the right testing, that's that's not what they have. They got that diagnosis from Doctor Google, or yeah, whatever, or, or you know. <laughs> aunt betty or something (laughs) and you know someone else that had the same thing and that sounds like what i got kind of thing and uh you know there's there's a lot of sources of alleged medical knowledge out Mm -hmm. there but if you got something you know like i said with the other stuff you know it's the medical people that you need to listen to (laughs) and uh you know get it checked out not everything is carpal tunnel syndrome um there are other things that it could be a lot of these things are treatable the other thing is hand arthritis. People think, oh, I've got arthritis. There's nothing you can do about that. Well, actually, it depends on which joint it is and what you got, but there are things that can be done. You won't know that until you see a specialist and get checked right. out. So, 
here's an off just as you're talking about this i had an off the wall uh idea how many how many of your uh referrals people come in the door saying they've got this kind of issue or that kind of issue and you end up referring them back to like a spinal uh specialist or something because they they have issues with their hands but it turns out to be in a completely different region of the body outside of your specialty yeah no that does happen um (laughs) It happens in a couple of areas. One is, yes, they come in with numbness and tingling in their hands. We work them up. We find out they actually have neck problems. Right. I have spine surgeon friends who see patients with the same thing. They think it's their neck. They test them. They find out it is carpal tunnel syndrome, <laughs> and they send them to me. And then I have patients that come in with different kinds of arthritis that uh, it turns out they actually have rheumatoid arthritis or lupus or something that's more of a systemic medical thing, not a hand surgical thing. And so I'll refer them to a rheumatologist for the medical treatment of that. And uh, so, yes, a a lot of these other specialties, we will share patients, disease, uh, various diseases can manifest in the hands different ways. And so one of my challenges is making the right diagnosis and once we have the right diagnosis, making sure we institute the correct treatment. And that isn't always surgery. It isn't always even with me. And, uh, but I usually know who to get you to if it's not. Yeah. Yeah. That's an awesome combination though. Whenever I found out that you were also a, uh, a surgeon, uh, and, and then I look at your, your band, I'm like, this is, this is pretty wild. You know, you're, uh, working on people under the knife, uh, during the day and then going and playing gigs at mass so that's pretty awesome yeah it's <laughs> it, music is my passion outside of of work right. and um you know i tell people i my birthday's in june i'm a gemini and i think i embody that dual twin personality thing where i've got my professional side which i work very hard at um again i'm a surgeon general of texas i've done uh public service uh, videos with Dirk Nowitzki that you can find on awesome. YouTube. That's really cool. Um, uh, I'm uh, one of the manuscript reviewers for the Journal of Hand Surgery, the flagship journal of our specialty in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been quoted as a medical expert in the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal, among other national publications. Awesome. And so I have I have experienced a lot of success on my professional side, you know, above and beyond just being the local hand surgeon. Yeah. And then the flip side of that is I've also doing this music thing where uh, I love playing and writing music. Uh, I've been playing music you know, with my brother for years. Uh, we've been in various bands together and just jam sessions. Um, I have a little home recording studio that I can just demo stuff. It's not high quality stuff. Is that where y'all recorded the stuff I've been listening to on YouTube? Um... It depends on what you're listening to on YouTube. If it's uh, let's see, you hurt me first and Rocket and Flight. How about those two? Well, so there was during the pandemic, I did a little series where I was just recording myself, and I think I took them down since then. But I had the video <laughs> of the day because I was out of work. You right. know? I mean, they, you know, we were shut down. No one was coming to see the doctor even though i was allowed to go to work right i had clinic like once a week and we had like three patients during the that bad part of the pandemic where there was a big shutdown compared to what what would your normal workload be Uh, you know i'm in clinic a couple of days a week and i'm in surgery three days a week and um you know they they had a kibosh on elective surgeries for a while because they needed the hospital resources for covid i remember that and so yeah for like a month or so i was shut down damn and I was still seeing some follow-up patients, but um, you know, people that have a ganglion cyst or a 
trigger finger that's not an emergency they weren't coming out um i was still seeing some trauma yeah but that being said i had a lot of free time at that time uh so i was just recording myself playing my stuff in my studio uh yeah with an acoustic guitar that's cool and doing singer songwriter stuff online but when we released our um when we released our mastered record that were professionally recorded, I think Distro Kid puts them out on YouTube with just a picture of the album cover, and then mm-hmm. you listen to that. And if you've been listening to that, then that was recorded professionally. Okay. That we recorded uh, at Audio Styles, which is Taylor Tatch's studio, and he's very well known in the Fort Worth music community. He's uh, in Cutthroat Finches. His band, Shadows of Jets, is getting ready to come out with some stuff. Um, Oma almost anybody in the, the Fort Worth music scene knows who he is. Say his name again. Taylor Tatch. Oh, okay. Um, Where's their studio at? Uh, well, his studio uh, at the time was in Dripping Springs outside of Austin. Familiar with it. Yeah, I actually and, just moved from there. Yeah, and he <laughs> just moved and is reopening the studio in Fredericksburg. Okay. But he still has strong ties here in Fort Worth so he comes up and you know he's actually the guitarist for Cutthroat Finches they're getting ready to you know play some shows uh, Shadows of Jess getting ready to play some shows here um, and then it was mastered by Todd Pipes who is famous for being in Deep Blue Something and doing that song Breakfast at Tiffany's from the oh, 90s okay, yeah yeah. so he's the Breakfast at Tiffany's guy <laughs> but he also lesser known is he's also produced and recorded music uh, for a lot of acts, including Flicker Stick and um, uh, that song, uh, Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. <laughs> yeah. Drowning Pool? Drowning Pool, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, as well as some other acts also. Yeah. And so he lives in Colleyville now <laughs> and uh, has a studio. So I've been working with him for a lot of the newer stuff since driving to Fredericksburg is kind of a tough to do with my schedule now. I don't know that they do a whole lot of, and I know I don't know that they don't, um, uh, audio recordings for bands but that studio that i was in with ken uh nexum i think probably screwing that name up um but it it was just it was mind-blowing the way they had these different rooms set up i don't know if that's a a studio worth mentioning for for musicians to record at but damn that was cool yeah i'm not as familiar with that one yeah um i I know todd's studio is uh he used to be bass propulsion labs but now it's phantom power studios okay um and then audio styles with taylor you know if, if you want a nice destination studio in fredericksburg uh that would be a cool place to go again he was in dripping springs when i recorded and that was kind of neat where was that studio at because I, I know dripping pretty well i was there for nine months it was at his house oh okay cool so yeah it wasn't in, and uh yeah it was right near what's that pool that uh people go visit hamilton something pool? hamilton pool yeah i i went to check it out and we got to the like gatehouse or whatever and we're like yeah we wanted to know you know if we could just come in and check it out we weren't going to swim in it because it was too cold and they were like yeah you got to get online and get tickets like what yeah. all right whatever so we got online looked at tickets and then they had like a six month long like backlog like you couldn't go there holy cow yeah and i don't know if that was from like covid restrictions or what the deal was so i never got to see it but i know what you're talking about yeah well at the time that's the studio was right by there. oh that's cool <clears throat> that's cool yeah it's real pretty in that little area that valley um are you familiar with orb recording studio down uh kind of on that same main drag i am not okay there's another really badass studio um they've got i think four different recording rooms um but the 
the bassist from Blue October uh, owns that one. Oh, neat. And uh, I, I, I don't know why I'm just mesmerized with these studios. Um, it's where people go to make magic happen. Yeah. And, and put it on a They're record. They're creative epicenters. Yeah, and I just, I don't know. I just dig the vibe of, of these studios. I just want to go there and hang out. So <laughs> it, It's cool. So I'm sure that Fredericksburg Destination one is probably pretty badass too. Yeah. Especially for somebody that's been in the business and probably has a passion for putting together a pretty badass studio. Otherwise, you wouldn't have chose Fredericksburg to do it. So I bet that's a pretty cool place. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've yet to be there, but I'm looking forward to checking it out one of these days. So. Well, you guys have a show coming up uh, pretty quick here, Saturday, April 2nd at Twilight. Uh, there were a couple other names on the ticket, that 9 o'clock show. Yeah, yeah. So... Um Nathan Waller, who's sort of an acoustic rocker and has opened for us probably now six or seven shows. Cool guy. He used to front the band called Mahoney back in the early aughts, uh, I guess. And he's he's starting to get some of that revved back up again. But um, he sings a lot of his original stuff just on acoustic guitar and it rocks pretty good. And it's a good lead into what we're doing. And then the second band that's playing is Boss Riot. And... Um, they're a classic ska band not a punk ska band but you know one of these ska bands you might hear on a cruise ship or something like that but the guitarist is another doctor friend of mine ryan reeves who's a a pain management doctor and one of these guys that works with spines that you know we share patients with and uh so we're we're sort of buddies both in medicine and in music that's so cool i didn't know there were two of you running around well yeah uh (laughs) Is he a Gemini also? I don't know. <laughs> um, but he he's in this ska band, and we're like, we need to put a like a doctor music show together and get you know <laughs> invite the medical community to come out and hang and listen to some cool tunes. And so that's how I'm I'm hoping it'll go down. Nurses get in free. Uh, well, everybody gets yes. I'll say yes. <laughs> and it's ladies' night at the Twilight. Um, yes, everyone gets in free. Um, and that's, yes, yeah, Saturday, April 2nd. And then we have a tentative date, which we still need to iron down at Magnolia Motor Lounge on Friday, June 3rd. Well, that place is going out. It is. And, uh, and And yeah, so this is the last year they're open. They lose their lease November 1st. Yeah. And, just, and we played there last year. That was actually our first show on June 10th of last year. And um, they're going out. So they're, they're still booking acts till they go out but Mm -hmm. because they're not going to be around long there's a limited number of slots left right and so just the fact that he offered us a friday night was uh very flattering hell yeah to us um that that he would you know let us book and again i'm sure if some big out of town act came in and wanted that night we might get bumped to another night but what a shitty thing to do uh, but surely they wouldn't i would hope not (laughs) but you know we're i get it we're still a little dog right now but but we're trying to build up. And, and that was uh, uh, that was June. Whenever you uh, played your first show there, June tenth. Um, whenever you guys started, was it Baby Leg, Sonic Boom, and the Flyer? Well, along with my, uh, Doc Rock. Yeah. Well, <laughs> did you guys all? Was it the same people? Did y'all have? So at that moment, um, a guy named Mike Meyer, Mike Flyer Meyer, uh, he's a retired uh, American Airlines pilot, nice. and he was our original drummer. And okay. he's the guy that we went into the studio to do the first set of songs with. And he played that first gig. But then once he fully retired, he wanted to travel, so he couldn't commit to the band. Um, and so we got Dan Sonic Boom 
Elliot, uh, who's actually the husband of a nurse that I used to work with. Okay. And he came in and just fit in great. He's been doing it for years. He's a seasoned guy. He also uh, does backup vocals, which we didn't have before. So it really elevated our live shows to another level. And uh, and it's worked out. And Mike's still around if we need a backup or something like that. And, and awesome. he's a cool guy. But again, he's sort of traveling. So we're a three-piece um, uh, with Sonic Boom on drums and then uh, Baby Leg on bass. And so, <laughs> where the hell did y'all come up with these names? Did y'all show up with these names whenever y'all got together? Did y'all spitball ideas what uh, what your stage names needed to be here? So I sort of let the guys pick their own <laughs> nicknames because I wanted to have fun nicknames, and uh, I don't even know the story behind Baby Legs. So don't even ask me. <laughs> That's the You'd one to... that needs explaining. Yeah. Too, yeah. Um, <laughs> It could mean all sorts of things. <laughs> and I think he did that on purpose yeah. to make sure it was am- ambiguous. Yeah, it's um, definitely an attention grabber, though. And, uh, and, and the drummer was, uh, you know, uh, he originally wanted Big Boom, and I thought, well, Sonic Boom sounded better, so we kind of <laughs> compromised on that. My name, Doc Rock, is actually an old inside joke karaoke stage name that has now snowballed out of control from your younger so, years yeah for yeah. younger <laughs> years hanging out with people and you know we go to karaoke and um you know at the time i didn't really want to use my real name just in case there were patients out there or other <laughs> yeah. people that uh um so someone else dubbed me doc rock which you know is not very deep you know i'm yeah. a doctor and we're singing rocks so and blah 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 it works yeah, yeah it worked <laughs> and it's but it just stuck and people just started calling me that and um i haven't really been able to shake it so yeah. <laughs> i'm rolling with it it works it's perfect oh well i i gotta see you guys play live but the recorded music i've heard so far you guys sound great and i it's no surprise to me that you're getting attention from people and magnolia has given you up one of their last friday night spots before they close down so you you guys just need to keep doing what you're doing but it sounds great i can't wait to catch you live maybe i'll check out a twilight i've I've only been there once it's a good venue and i think every single musician that's come in here and interviewed with me has been playing at twilight like it's a very hot spot right now it is and it's a cool spot it's a cool vibe um we've played there before this is our second time playing yeah and uh and again when i reached out to them you know it's like, yeah, we'd love to have you play again. So we put together the show. They never charge a cover. You know, it's Saturday night, so most people don't have to work on Sunday. Um, so, yeah, if that's the show, you know, that's a good show to catch because yeah. there's no cover. It's free parking. It's on the weekend. They do comedy, too. Um, they do. They have a variety of different shows yeah. there. And they'll have a broad spectrum of acts, you know, jazz, mm-hmm. you know, and other popular bands play there, you know, Death Ray Davies play there a few months ago. Cutthroat Finches play there. You know, a lot of well-known yeah. Fort Worth and Dallas Fort Worth uh, bands will play there. And you know, it's cool for me to say, "Well, I've played on the same stage as you know so and so." Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, we're getting ready to get back into the studio to record some new stuff. I'm still writing. Um, I stay active in the Dallas Songwriters Association. Uh, I was actually named their 2021 Songwriter of the Year. I think I saw that yeah. uh, this past year, and that was a great honor. Yeah, and and through them, I'm doing a solo. Uh, I had played Deep Ellum Arts Festival before, doing okay. a solo acoustic thing, and then coming up in May at the Wildflower Festival in Richardson, 
I, I think I've got the prime Saturday night spot at like nine thirty. That's awesome on the stage to do you know again just solo acoustic versions of my stuff. But um, yeah, one thing we haven't cracked yet is we're still um, we still don't have as many followers as I would like on social media. Yeah, and I don't know how that works. It's it's difficult. You know, it's I I think that the the younger generation with these new forms of social media. They just have it in their DNA. Like they're just so mm-hmm. damn good at it. I've sat, I've sat in this room with people that have, you know, hundred and forty thousand plus followers on TikTok, and I just, I, I understand TikTok well enough to navigate it, mm-hmm. but I don't understand it well enough to know what people want to see. I guess, and and my my level of give a shit is also pretty low. Like yeah. I'm not going to be making TikTok videos in the bathroom. You right, know. shaking your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, not that anybody would want to see that anyway, but it's uh, it's just it's not inside my wheelhouse. So, I think some of the social media stuff, you know, you you got to have a presence on there, and people will go and they will check it out, and that's the way you get, uh, you know, somebody comes and sees one of your shows, they might want to show you to, to somebody else, like, oh, hey, check this out, uh, the traumatics. So we saw them at uh, Twilight the other night. Oh, let me see if I can find them. Oh, yeah, there they are. So it's important in that regard for sure. Yeah. Um. I also have found that through through yeah, I had a small business that I started in like 2016 and getting into that social media was very powerful and I was able to uh, pick up a lot of customers off of that and that kind of started to dilute itself a little bit and here we are in 2022 and I don't feel like social media is nearly as impactful uh or anybody trying to reach out and get people's attention. And I think most of that is because of the algorithms supporting the kind of stuff that we're talking about. You know, uh, early 20-year-old girls shaking their ass and, and putting that up on TikTok. That's the stuff that plays well, so that's the stuff they promote. Yeah, you know, that's the stuff that gets hundreds of thousands of plays. For sure. You know, so nothing I'm going to put on is going to be that interesting, not, yeah, trust me. It's not going to compete with that. So the algorithms just don't support it because they know what's going to get somebody to keep flipping through that thing and get them stuck in, in a loop for an hour on their damn phone or, or more looking at cute puppy dogs uh fast moving cars running into walls and you know, girls in, in tight pants so yeah you know <laughs> and weird animals but, but anyway all that to say i think that the the real staple to, and it's always been like this and i think it will always be like this and now that the 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 trend of social media is kind of playing itself out now i think that what people are going to start realizing is that you got to get in front of people in the flesh like you have to go to these things you have to uh, go to mixers you have to go to events you have to go to venues and you have to actually talk to people and uh, i think that social media will always be just as important as having a phone number or you know uh, an address where somebody can send you a letter Mm -hmm. it's going to be just as important as that but i i don't think that it has the, the the same relevancy that it did maybe even five years ago i just don't think so so the fact that you don't have a shit ton of followers on social media i do not think is a a bad uh deal uh, especially seeing how you're getting you know rebooked at at venues you're you're playing uh highly sought after venues with limited space you're you're the 2021 singer songwriter for for the year i mean you've got all these accolades like you know, four songs on the radio you're now. obviously doing pretty damn good you know <laughs> yeah some press you know, so, you invited me here yeah, yeah that's, don't, don't use social that's awesome. media to gauge your success i wouldn't i wouldn't think maybe well, i'm dead wrong but i feel like i'm right <laughs> yeah well i think our plan is, you know it, you could say it's old-fashioned but it's you know one right 
and play good songs. That's what I want to do, number one. And then number two, yeah, get out there and play in front of people, old-fashioned way, mm-hmm. and get people to see you live. Yeah. And... Um, and let the word of mouth spread that way mm-hmm. uh because you know our style of music um you know is more of like the college alt rock from the late 80s early 90s the rem kind of stuff yeah. or spin doctors whatever and a lot of those a lot of the fans of that music are not necessarily the social media active right on, you know yeah. and a lot of them are content just to listen to their old rem albums or their old smithereens or whatnot yeah. and not search out new music and i'm trying to break into that and 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 say hey there is some new music new some new rock and roll out there that uh you're gonna like and it's not the pop stuff and it's not hardcore right um but it's fun stuff it's good sounding stuff and, and we want to continue to put quality stuff out there Fort Worth Weekly. There it is. They called you guys uh, Indie Rock Outfit. And I was like, is that Indie Rock? But, you know, you're classifying it totally different. And what I'm finding out um, through listening to different musicians, going to these shows, and then talking to artists here in the studio, is that there's so many damn subcategories. And if you talk to five different people, you're going to get five different categories for your music. Is that kind of what you're tracking? That yeah, th- that's exactly right. There's so many <laughs> subgenres. You know, well, are you death metal or are you, you definitely know, death heart, metal? Heart metal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, there's all these different kinds of just metal. Um, but you know, to me, indie rock means you're doing what you're doing independently, yeah. right? Yeah, and we are. We are. That, there's some truth to that. Um, there's just three of us. There's a guitar, a bass, and drums. You know, that's classic garage band kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of that in there. Certainly, my my mu- my musical influences are too broad for one conversation. Right, yeah. But a lot of it was the rock of the, the, the college alternative rock of the late 80s, early 90s. And, uh, you know, but also Beatles and some Britpop thrown in there. And so I'll, I'll play my songs and I'll have people say, oh, I hear a lot of the blank in there. And the, <laughs> the different, you know, the different acts that, they, that I've heard that they say our music makes them think of makes me think that our music really is hard to pin down. Yeah. Because um, they'll say, oh, I hear Tom Petty. Oh, I hear Elvis Costello. Oh, I hear Spin Doctors. Oh, I hear the Beatles. You know, oh, I hear the Birds. You yeah. know, I hear Psychedelic. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see there's a little bit of that in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it tells me that, yes, it's a product of a lot of influences. It's not necessarily pinned down into one particular genre. Yeah. And certainly can vary song to song. I mean, we have some country-ish sounding songs. Uh, not a lot, but one or two that have a little bit of a rockabilly beat to them. Yeah. Um, you know, and then some pop ballad songs and, and then some just nice, cool rocking songs. Now, you and Ken both... Both of you have brought up each other uh, in uh, your musical influence or whatever. You, your your time as a musician, you guys both bring that up. Like you, you guys played a lot together growing up, right? We did. I actually found an old photograph when we were going through like our grandparents' old photos and stuff. Of I think I must have been five. Ken Ken's three years younger than me, so he must have been two or three i must have been five or six and i've got this like little mini guitar (laughs) and he's got a bongos with some sticks on it (laughs) and we're sitting on the couch just whacking away on it and i'm like that was our first band (laughs) (laughs) man if you you get a hold of that photo if you can send it to me i'd love to put that on here and sure (laughs) enough 
Um, you know, years later, Ken's playing drums and I'm playing guitar, and we've got a little band in, you know, high school or whatever, um, uh, with some of his friends and, you know, playing some pizza parties or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, all the way to when I was in medical school in North Carolina, and he was in that band too. So, even though we've lived in different parts of the country and done our paths have been dramatically different, both successful in different ways, we've continually intertwined and interconnected at various times throughout our lives. That's so awesome. And so, the inf- you can't deny that, like it or not, you can't deny the influences. So. Yeah. They're there, and I and I embrace it because you know I could have had a much worse brother. Trust me. And, oh yeah. And, well, you guys seem like you have a great relationship. I mean, when he left LA, um, he could have gone anywhere, but he chose to be here with his brother. So yeah, it says a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so well, and now what side of town are you on? So uh, technically, I'm up in northeast Tarrant County. Okay. So the South Lake area, but yeah. but not the part of South Lake that's in the press right now. <laughs> what happened in South Lake? Yeah, well, um, the the it, the political stuff has been in the news a lot oh, lately. With the schools, with the right? schools yeah. and the uh, you know uh, race things and stuff like that. Yeah. And I have no part of that. Yeah, I don't I, have kids. I mean, I pay a lot in school taxes, and I was thinking <laughs> yeah. about showing up and taking Spanish or something. You know, right, cause you, it's like, hey, you, I'm paying for this. You own a home, yeah. I uh, <laughs> I remember thinking that uh, up in Fort North Fort Worth, whenever I had my first house, and I saw the amount of taxes that were coming out for schools, and I'm like, and I don't have any kids. Yeah. What? It, why? <laughs> why? Right. Why am I? I'm going to go swimming this? in their pool. Dang it! Yeah. I paid for it. <laughs> I couldn't even use the track at the high school. Come That's on. right. Yeah. Yeah, like I'd use it anyway. That's one thing I've really gotten out of is running. I used to run a lot. I did marathons and half marathons. And, you know, I'm like, I need to get back out there and start running. Every, you know, three or four weeks, maybe I'll go out there and I'll run around the block. I'll be like, oh, that's good for today. I'll do more tomorrow. And then three or four months will go by. And yeah. <laughs> So even if uh, I could use the local uh, track, I probably wouldn't. So well, <laughs> The intention was there. It was, yeah. And there's, I give you credit for that. <laughs> So do you, uh, if you're not gigging down here, do you, do you play or do you hang out in Fort Worth much? Um, I do. I still come down and hang out with my brother, yeah. who's down here. Um, I I hang out with some of the, you know, I go see the other acts, the other bands, the same venues that I play. I'll go see other, right. you know, acts. I, you know, I pay for my ticket because, um, you know, it's hard to make money in this. Is it, trust me, there's, I'm not making any money off this music stuff. Right, right. Um, so selling t-shirts and people paying for tickets and you know streaming the stuff or even better downloading it right uh off itunes um makes a few cents uh so yes out there uh go to spotify or itunes and download our stuff (laughs) yeah yeah and that'll all be in the links but uh do you have some links you want to shout out while we're doing the recording is there somewhere you want them to go specifically um they the typical stuff. Okay. You know, we've got a Bandcamp page right now where you can listen to the stuff and uh, uh, download them and buy them. Certainly, the music's on iTunes. Just go to Bandcamp, type in the Traumatics. Yeah, traumatics.bandcamp.com. Now, Traumatics is spelled T-R-O-U-M-A-T-I-C-S, like yeah. my last name. If you spell it the way it's supposed to be spelled, you will get some weird stuff on Google. So, yeah, just a warning. I did that this morning, and uh, I'm, I'm going to need a, an hour with my therapist. <laughs> Yeah, don't well, type traumatic into Google. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Um, yeah, because then they'll send a social worker out to you. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's T-R-O-U-M. Um, 
and yeah, follow, you know, please go to Instagram if you're on Instagram and follow us at Traumatics. Um, we got a Facebook page. Uh, and then for sure, if you're in the DFW area and you see we're doing a show, come out. I promise you it'll be a fun show. You'll, uh, you'll enjoy it. And if you like good, new, original rock and roll that's, you know, not hardcore, but not too fluffy either, we might be right in your in your wheelhouse. Yeah, I think anybody would enjoy it. And if y'all just go to Facebook and check out the Dramatics on Facebook, they're a, a photo right there up front. It shows you what a fun band they look like. Uh, they'd be to go see so these these dudes definitely look like they're having a fun time we do <laughs> that's what it's all about we wouldn't do it if it wasn't so what, what are your uh, not not for gigging but uh, if you're gonna go see live music what's your favorite place in Fort Worth ooh man I hate to pin it down because well, give me two alright um, I do like going to like if I'm gonna see uh, some intimate stuff I like the post at River East okay um Mass certainly for rock and roll. Uh, Magnolia, uh, well, Lola's is fun too. I was hoping you'd say Lola's. Lola's is a lot of fun. We played there twice now. You know, almost everybody says Lola's. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good little place. Well, there, I I heard a rumor they're getting ready to move. Oh come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> man. Uh, the, I think their land is for. I don't oh, know. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little I bit talking out my ass, but uh, the things I've heard is that they're preparing to relocate somewhere. God damn it. And um, yeah, uh, Twilight, where we're playing on, is, is a cool bar too with an outside patio yeah. and some great frozen drinks and Cajun fried food. I didn't know they had food there. They do. Oh, damn. Oh, okay. man. You like French fries? You can love, I love French fries. They have uh, po'boys and they have this frozen Irish coffee drink that I like that if you if you really want to go high test, you put a little shot of Bailey's <laughs> on it. Shot of what? Bailey's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Twilight was uh, was on the the maybe list last night because fr- uh, Guitar Frenchy, one of the guys that's been in here and just an all all around badass dude, um, was playing at Twilight last night. But I had been up since one a.m. Yeah, he was playing at nine, and we were on our way back to the house at nine. So. He recorded with Taylor Tatch with his Frenchy's Blues Destroyer. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. Frenchy's is the shit. Love it. Um, yeah, he's cool. Tulips is apparently a hot place too. I can't get them to call me back though to book a gig, <laughs> but. Uh, you know what? I would love to play there. I, I might have just misspoken. He might have been at Tulips last night. I'll have to double check that. Yeah, Tulips is a pretty happening spot. That's not. Too yeah, it is on the same side of town, isn't it? It's it's all in that. I guess what they call the near south side sort of area. Yeah. You know, back in the day, it was called the hospital district. Which, being yeah. a doctor, that's what I remember. I still kind of call it that. Yeah, but uh, they've really been proactive in, I guess, the gentrification and putting in some cool venues and some stores and some restaurants in there. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's turned into, it's burgeoning into a nice little cultural area. Right before COVID hit, and I can't remember who told me this, uh, they were set to open up 40 different businesses in that area that you're talking about. Yeah. And I don't know how many made it, you know, with all the coronavirus shit. It's definitely transformed. That whole area is just amazing. It has. Um, and, uh, it, it's kind of become our favorite, more of a favorite spot than 7th Street. That whole 7th Street area uh, for years was our favorite stomping grounds. But it's, you know, it's always been kind of a pain in the ass. Sorry, TCU. You guys are great. But uh, it gets overloaded with the TCU kids after about 9.30, 10 o'clock. It starts. And then by 11, if you're still down there, you're you're mad at everybody. Because, <laughs> you know, there's no way you're going to be as drunk as they are. Right. You cannot compete. You can't. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, 
a lot of those places are closing up as yeah. you know the, the land's getting bought it's getting rezoned as yeah. i don't know condos or something it's and, a sinking ship yeah yeah so magnolia's leaving lola's is relocating um yeah. i think fred's texas cafe had to move they yeah already i think they're already closed down right i think so i think I their original location the might the be so yeah but they're relocating they're going to be off of camp Bowie somewhere i believe and i didn't know that lola's was going out that sucks but you said they're relocating do you know where they're going to go i have no idea and again it's it's purely rumors um, I, yeah, I don't want to yeah. be you know that's what i've heard i've heard you know the land was for sale i don't know if a deal's been done i no, know we won't hold you to it dr steve said yeah <laughs> so uh, it must be true yeah but um th- those were some of the 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 yeah some of the stuff i've heard on the street yeah but the hospital district quote unquote or whatever you want to call it near south side yeah it's it's uh it it's the new hot spot i think that's going to be the, the fun thing and then you know of course we've still got the uh uh stockyards which i i'm amazed with the way they are innovating and creating uh, more stuff down there but also still keeping that vibe yeah it's uh it, it's a busy ass tourist trapped uh most times of the day but uh, there are still some really important uh, jewels down there. Have you been through the uh, the ISIS theater? It, I haven't been there, but it's funny you should say that because I was out. just in contact with the owner. Jeffrey Smith? Yeah. Yeah. And um, so the last here Fort Worth Mixer was actually at the Second Rodeo Brewing uh, Company restaurant yeah, there. Down Mule Alley. And um, so I got a chance to walk around there for a while because, you know, I'm not a cowboy guy. I'll be, you know, I'm a rock and roll guy. So, That's okay. All are welcome. So, yeah. But, you know, it, I realize it's part of the the profile of, you know, of Fort Worth. Yeah. It's part of their, uh, the face they put Where out the there. Where the West begins. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, somehow I got, uh, someone gave me his card. And so I reached out to say, hey, I got a band. What's going on? And so he put me in touch with his um uh, talent buyer and so we've got a dialogue in process i don't know if anything will come of it oh i'm sure um but but you never know and they there's some other some- venues there that have singer songwriter stuff mm-hmm. going on oh. and yeah it is more geared toward country but uh, sometimes they'll break away from that and- yeah if you look at their lineup though i mean they've got everything going on there uh they do <laughs> it, they've, they've got uh, guest speakers that just come out and talk and they've got comedians and musicians of every genre i mean it's um, it's a pretty cool little place and just the history behind it. I don't know if you know this, but it was closed from 1988 until about 2017, 2018, I think, when they had their soft open. No, no, no. I've got that wrong. I think they opened up at the very end of 2019 or at the very beginning of 2020. Anyway, it was closed for a really long time. The roof had caved in from water damage. Uh, the entire auditorium, all the seats and everything just absolutely destroyed. So they had to strip that thing down and rebuild it almost from ground up. Wow. And uh, so Jeffrey and his wife did all of that independently. He's been on the show. That's why I know all this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like you guys have crossed paths already. Yeah. But he, you can go in there and get all this information too. I mean, you can talk to the guys behind the bar, the guys selling tickets and popcorn. They all know the story. And it's, uh, it's pretty cool. And it's nice to see that somebody... Uh, almost out of the goodness of their heart, decided to take on a challenge like this. I mean, that place was a dumpster. And it was really sad that it had gotten that way because it originally was constructed in 1914. Wow. And it is some really important history for the city. A lot a lot has happened in that little 
building there. So it's just great that somebody was able to get in there and say, I'm, I'm going to take charge of this and uh, make this what, what it used to be, a great place for people to come and enjoy the theater. So Yeah, that's but, cool. Well, we, yeah. we talked to them. We told them our band is available to them if they should ever want us You're to cool. play their yeah. venue. You probably will have to stay on them, though, uh, just because they, they, they keep up very powerful lineup they've got people there all the time so uh don't wait for him to call you yeah i understand <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm learning the business i'm yeah. getting it um we ran into carrie and paul smith uh their band is uh late to the station and you know, we we caught them down in the 7th street area here i was talking shit about the 7th street area but uh kung fu saloon that's a cool little place oh really yeah it's uh they've got arcades uh lining a back wall uh they've got an outside uh kind of courtyard area with some airstreams and the airstreams have been converted into um karaoke booths no kidding yeah and they'll have a dj that's playing on the inside they've got uh i think they've got cornhole out there they've got seesaws they've got uh (laughs) uh, adult size plinko and uh we were playing with the jenga logs Uh uh-huh it's just a cool spot and then there's a if you ever go into kung fu saloon and you should um first of all they've got these uh uh, hamburger egg rolls that you got to try wow sounds ridiculous but they're delicious um and then the second thing you got to know before you walk into this place is there's a peephole in the wall and i'm not going to tell you what's in that peephole but seventh street area place is called kung fu saloon when you walk in there go past the bar where the ski ball machines are uh-huh. and to the left of the ski ball machines it's not advertised there is nothing illustrated showing you like hey look here with the big arrow there is a peephole in uh-huh. this blank wall, look in that people, and then let me know what you found. All right, <laughs> I accept that challenge. Anyway, so we we go out to check out Carrie and Paul Smith late to the station. They just dropped a new album, um, and uh, shit. Where was I going with this? Oh, we were talking more about how it's important for artists to they got to integrate it into their schedule. They got to call these places and and tell them hey this is who i am i'm looking for places to gig mm-hmm. do you have an email where i can send you a link or show you what we do and what our music's about we'd love to play at your venue and you got to integrate that into your schedule are you doing stuff like yeah. that i am yeah i am um i also just started working with thurston company which is that sounds familiar yeah they they've actually worked with uh several of the other artists uh they do a lot of the artwork i guarantee you've seen their connor dardis is the guy that runs it okay um i guarantee you've seen his posters okay um uh, yeah, they're usually very colorful rainbowy kind of stuff with almost sometimes an art deco vibe to him is that what he does he's just a, a, a graphic artist he or? does a lot of stuff graphic stuff yeah um and he has a business beyond just music or whatnot that i don't fully understand but i know he works <laughs> a lot with uh local artists and venues to create um content uh, video content, graphic content. He worked with us to set up our, we're still working with him to finish up our website. So ultimately, the traumatics.com will be its own uh, website. No, that's not up yet, is it? Uh, I think you can go on to it, okay. but there, there's not a whole lot on there yet. Because okay. um, I was looking for a, a website today. I'd, I didn't find it, but I'd, I I probably got busy chasing rabbit holes. Yeah, it's, rabbit it's, it, yeah, it's buried. And I'm not necessarily ready to big release yet because we're still working on on some of the content uh we just had a band shoot this past week uh which was cool we went down to sundance square and went to different alleys did some rock and roll shots that's so cool yeah (laughs) i'm looking forward to seeing them who did the photography um simone nicole did okay and she's a singer songwriter who's on amplify 817 
who's out there doing stuff too and she does photography also to help kind of man you got some cool stuff. friends um yeah uh <laughs> we did a show at the post a few months ago that brooks burris came and photographed for us and okay. he's an icon you know well-known award-winning uh photographer um of course uh johnny govea who uh did the story for fort worth weekly oh, okay is also a photographer and uh he caught us at uh lola's saloon and uh, he was actually there to see uh, Tommy Luke was actually one of our warm-up guys, mm-hmm. and and he you could very well argue that he should have been the headline, but uh, <laughs> I I booked the show, so I got to be there. The you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but he was there to take pictures of him, and just secondarily happened to see us and uh, got into it, and so we connect, were able to That's connect, awesome. and uh, ultimately that led to the article at Fort Worth Weekly, and. Yeah. Um, they're on it, man. I, I, I think that, you know, we've released a bunch of singles. We're going to release another single or two more. And then we're going to release an album, which includes those singles plus a couple of extra things. Yeah. And I think once we do the album release, you know, don't be surprised if you see us in the paper again. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then uh, actually uh, 360 West just did a story on us, although I think they're going to put it in the 76092 magazine. Hmm. Not familiar with that one. I'll have to try to check that out. They uh, well, seven six zero nine two is the zip code for South Lake. Okay, and so I think there's limited distribution yeah, up in Northeast right. Tarrant County. A reason they also it. have a another magazine that's uh, Fort Worth zip code. You know, the one hundred seven. Oh, okay. Uh, magazine where they do special stuff, and then they, of course they have got three sixty West, which is you know everything west of three sixty, yeah. obviously. Um, but they just did a story on us, and uh, I'm looking forward to see that get published. That's awesome. We'll add that to the press. That well, this getting. this recording here is going to be at least four weeks out before we drop it. So if your website's ready, if you've got anything else that you want me to add to the show notes whenever I, I drop this episode, just let me know. Okay. So and I'm looking forward to seeing all these badass pictures you're talking about. Oh, cool. Well, our <laughs> August or our... Uh, April 2nd show will have already happened. So hopefully when you're listening to this, you'll say, yeah, I got to see him at Twilight. That uh, April show? The April 2nd show. So it'll be after that, but certainly before the June 3rd show. So um, if you are listening to this out there and it's uh, after April 2nd, but before June 3rd, come see us June 3rd. There you go. And that'll be at Twilight too, you said? No, that'll be at Magnolia Motor Lounge. Magnolia. That's right. That's the Friday you were talking about. Friday, yeah. Perfect. So yeah, hopefully we don't get kicked that. off the bill, but I think we'll be all right. You won't. Jesus, who would do that? <laughs> Magnolia, don't you dare. Don't you dare do Biz- that. Business, music is a business, <laughs> I'm finding out. So they'll make whatever best business decision they have, but I think we'll be all right. Well, I- Doctor, I'd love to have you back on the show. Maybe uh, your bandmates would like to come, maybe even jam here in the studio. We we have our, our artists... Uh, from time to time when we can talk them into it play here so yeah if y'all like to we're, we're set up well enough to crudely record I've, I've got the the mic that we can use if, if you don't have an uh, XLR port to plug into but yeah well I'll bring my acoustic guitar next yeah. time I don't know if we'll fit our drum set in here but, yeah probably uh, not yeah <laughs> but uh, I would I would definitely be happy to do some uh, you know acoustic stuff for you that'd be awesome you know maybe some new songs that haven't been out yet and you'll yeah. get the you'll get the uh, the premiere that'd be awesome yeah we've had uh See who's done that. Joe Savage did it with one of his tracks before he released it. Um, that might have been the only one, but well, yeah, we've had uh, unreleased music played here in the studio before. So, all right. Um, and then I, I tell all of our guests once you've been on the show and our audience knows who you are now, uh, I can start sharing your stuff. So if uh, if you tag me or if you send it to me directly, um, that way I don't miss it, and I'll put it up on our uh, Fort Worth 
Roots podcast page. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah. Any any and every post that, uh, you know, events coming out or a single drop-in or whatever you got. Yeah. And, and Andrew, I'm here to tell you that as an artist in one of the Fort Worth music community, we really appreciate the stuff you're doing yeah, this to is... help get it out there and um, support the, the arts and support music, support uh, the musicians and uh you know help grow the audiences and uh you know again we all help each other out yeah. and so really appreciate it well it's absolute honor thank you for saying that um i <laughs> i hate to say it but I, I think kind of the newness of it has worn off some it it has from the beginning it has blown my mind uh the people including yourself um someone with such an esteemed background and excellent music um so many big things going on in your world that you would honor me by being on my little podcast um so it, like i said the newness is kind of worn off a little bit but it just amazes me the people that say yes i'm also surprised by some of the people that say no but <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what they're missing that's but, a that's but, a bad decision but thank you for saying that and it, it truly is an honor to have you here and i, I don't want to ever uh lose sight of 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 how uh humbling it is to have someone like you in our studio uh willing to do a recording with us so thank you oh, that's very kind thank you too <laughs> and i'll be seeing you uh, hopefully at, at your april 2nd show and if i miss that one i'll i'll, I'll definitely be at the next one so awesome it's a pleasure <laughs> so, thank you so much and i'll hit the uh, the outro music fort worth roots thank y'all for listening and we will see you next week bye <laughs>
to making it a, a success for myself as well. Uh, the least important person at that whole event, I promise you. <laughs> and Ryan Higgs, uh, gentleman, was uh, all over the place, making sure that this went off without a hitch. And uh, you know the the teamwork and the, the camaraderie out there. And I'm I'm not I'm not speaking uh, well enough about everybody out there, but I just I don't have all the names in front of me, but. Dozens and dozens of people were instrumental in making that a success. So it was awesome. And you guys just, I don't know, keep an ear to the ground. Whenever they start talking about doing the next annual one, we will start telling you about it. I won't be as incessantly psychotic about uh, this, invit, this event for uh, uh, the foreseeable future. I'm not going to talk about it for a year like I have been with River Oaks Car Show. The River Oaks Spring Fest Car Show, Saturday, April 30th. I know. We're almost there, folks. I'm almost done talking about it. <laughs> I just really want you to be there. So come check it out. Like I said, free event. You don't have to stay all day, but you could swing by, uh, see what I've been talking about. Come come say hi by the booth over there at Fort Worth Roots, and uh, we'll take a picture. And uh, whatever, whatever. It's going to be great. Um, we're done with all that. Yeah, I did go see them at Twilight. I saw the Traumatics play live at Twilight, April 2nd, and uh, ran into Steve and Baby Leg and Sonic Boom. and Is that right? Yep, Sonic Boom. Uh, and I saw Ken Scott, our Ninja Turtle friend from episode... What was that? It was a few ago. Um, but anyway, I got to hang out with that whole crew. And these are just awesome. Just joy-chasing, fun-loving people. And uh, it it more than made my night it was it was so cool just just seeing people like that and uh, getting a chance to hang out with them so and the music was incredible steve's like jumping off the stage and playing out in the audience and <laughs> guy's a nut but uh anyway it's it's crazy when you see him play you're like that dude's a surgeon he's a professional <laughs> behave yourself steve <laughs> uh awesome show dynamite and you would never guess if you just did if you didn't know the history of this band you would think they've been playing together for a decade just incredible um lola's yeah i i've i've said it a few times on the show that the rumor that lola's might be closing down and moving to a different location and i think we can go ahead and say uh definitively that that's uh, that's accurate and i i can't i can't believe that they're doing this but I have spoken to somebody that uh, I, I believe they work there or they, they have the inside scoop and the location that they're going to be moving to apparently is going to have even more room than the current Lola's location. So this is going to be a net win for Lola's. We're not losing Lola's, but they will be moving. So that ratty little corner they've been on forever that we all passionately adore um, is going away, but maybe this is a good change. Maybe this is uh, the update that that place needed. Although I thought there was nothing wrong with Lola's, but my opinion doesn't matter. June 3rd, Magnolia Motor Lounge. Come check out the Traumatics. I'll be there, by God. And uh, this information will be in the show notes, of course, but uh, put that in on your calendar. I, I think I saw that they are doing something in May, uh, but I'll have, to, I'll have to check that out. I'll put all the cool stuff uh, in the show notes for any dates that they've uh, updated. Uh, but yeah, you can find this stuff on our Facebook page. Anytime they tag us or we just happen by it, we immediately share that stuff. Um, so anyway, uh, show's been going great. I'm talking to a lot of cool people. We got sponsored in an online magazine. Um, what else cool stuff has happened? We got to go to that event. Show's just doing really good. But 
It's got nothing to do with me. It's you guys, the listeners, that are propping the show up every single time you stream one of these episodes. It shows up on our analytics and it makes the show stronger. So thank you, thank you for listening. Um, that website I'm always talking about, or uh, excuse me, my email media at fortworthroots.com. Genuinely, sincerely, would love for you anytime you want. Drop me a, a quick little email. Hell, you can even DM, DM me on uh, Facebook if that's easier. But uh, any kind of criticism for the show is very well received. Bad stuff, good stuff, things that need to be improved upon or completely omitted from the show. I, uh, I'd i be very receptive to that uh, email, your constructive criticism or just blatant rage. You know, if, you, if you're very mad at me, you can email me and tell me why you're so mad and that'll be okay too. I'll probably send you back some like uplifting messages like, it's okay. I still like you. You're a good person. or so, I don't know. I could probably do better than that. I'm rambling, aren't I? Yeah. Well, uh, we only got about two weeks left uh, until the event. Uh, we are going to continue to do two episodes a week for now. As you can tell, I mean, uh, Steve, Doc Rock, and I are sitting there talking about April 2nd in this episode like it's <laughs> several weeks out. Uh, we did. We recorded with Steve weeks and weeks ago so um that's why we're doing the the two week or excuse me the two a week episode release and uh it, it comes with some struggles you know but uh i'm making it work so the episodes have been coming out uh last couple of weeks really late on a thursday and because i i don't want to cut uh an episode out to you that's not finished not prepared so i gotta do my work gotta put that uh Got to put that blood, sweat, and tears into the episode before I release it to you. Um, And sometimes it takes all the way up to Thursday. So, all right. I feel like I was trying to get to a point here. I always feel like that, though, don't I? Thank you guys for sticking with the show. Um, As I learn and try to become better at this, it's uh, it's been one hell of a rodeo. And uh, we're going to keep it going. I feel like there's some accelerated momentum here. We're kind of working our way into the local culture here with the musicians and the artists and uh, the authors the business owners cool people that we've had on the show that are helping me connect with uh, really awesome people in fact uh here i go rambling some more ken scott ninja turtle man um the brother of steam Tro- steve trome our guest today um got me linked up with the owner of nexum creative media I believe that's right i'll have to check um anyway I did an interview with him uh, this weekend before I went to the show, and uh, this dude has, uh, from nothing, developed a really powerful solution for any kind of content creator, musician, uh, photographer, whatever. Um, The studio is set up to help people out that need a a space to to do their creations. Um, I've got a picture that I'm going to put up on Facebook today of me in front of a uh, infinity wall that he has here at the studio the thing stretches floor to ceiling no corners in it um it's completely white like real white (coughs) whatever that means real white dude um but i'm standing in front of it and uh it 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 just it looks like there's a filter applied to it because it doesn't look real it's a really strange effect but it's a it's a tool that professional photographers need and you know most people that are creating uh work a full-time job maybe or they just don't have the financial ability to build their own infinity wall um basically what paul told me this weekend and you'll get this interview here in a few weeks but um whenever 
he was trying to get studio time whenever he was making music back in the day. Um, he would run into people that were basically running it real shitty. You know, they they would charge you for time at these spaces, promise you, you know, a whole list of things, and then at the end of it, whenever you walked away from these studios, you never got what you uh, what you paid for. So he's not the cheapest guy in town. He encourages people not to sell their services uh, for an undercut price um, because you shouldn't. You know, as a creator, you shouldn't do that. Uh, you're worth uh, more. You're worth what you're worth. So you, you don't undercut yourself. So uh, he definitely does not advertise himself as the cheapest solution in town, but he uh, he does try to make it affordable is, is kind of the point. I'm butchering this. I'm trying, Paul. I'm sorry. But Paul was a really great dude. We had a lot of fun. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to doing some more uh, work with him. He, he invited me up there to uh, Nexum uh, Creative to... to just hang out and you know bring my computer up there and work on the show and just be in a a positive creative environment so uh we'll be spending some time with paul and i hope we get to do some more work with him and um i don't know if that was even relevant for this episode but that's uh that's where i'm at on this sunday i hope y'all had a powerful weekend a really great opportunity to connect with your family on easter sunday and uh that all is well and good in the world for you all right i'll shut the hell up Please come to the event, River Oaks <laughs> Spring Fest Car Show, April 30th uh, at the Camp Carter. You can do it. You can do it for yourself. You can do it for your kids. You can do it for me. Come on. All right. That's it. I will see you Monday. Y'all have a... Oh, let's see. What day? What, what am I talking about? This is Monday. Y'all have a great Monday, and I will see you Thursday. How about that? All right. Peace. Peace.